G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And uh, joining us on the line right now is Steve Chong. He's the founder of the Rice Movement, which is a wonderful evangelical Christian movement uh, based in Sydney and all around Australia. And he's been featured on a TV show recently called Christians Like Us on SBS TV. I watched it last Wednesday night. Basically like Big Brother, about 10, 12 people in a house and varied different religious backgrounds. And uh, I thought Steve did a great job. It's on again this Wednesday night as well. And Steve is actually in Hawaii at the moment on the side of the road. How are you doing, Brother Steve? I'm doing really, really well, Brother Matt. How are you? <laughs> mate, any fitter I'd be dangerous. <laughs> oh, mate, man, I can imagine. I can imagine, mate. I don't want a dangerous Matt Prater around. Far out. <laughs> Now, Steve, uh, we caught up uh, you a couple of... You should be here of... in Hawaii, man. Hawaii is a nice part of the world. I might not come home. Let, <laughs> let the rice movement know for me that I might not... I've got a calling to Hawaii for the rice movement. Oh, no, you're joking. You're <laughs> suffering for Jesus today, hey, mate? <laughs> totally, man. It's very tough out here on the beach the, next to the ocean. <laughs> now, we're going to get to the SBS TV program shortly, but for those who don't know about the rice movement and your involvement, tell us a bit about your ministry. Yeah, sure. So I'm the founder and the director of the Rice Movement, which is a, um, a, a rising generation of young... Well, it started with Asian Australians, but now there's um, uh, people in New Zealand as well, Asian Kiwis, they call themselves Kiwi Asians. And I just feel like um, what God's doing is he's bringing together this huge generation of young people who are Asians but are outside of Asia and for such a time as this, they're ready to reach the world with the news of Jesus Christ. We're an evangelistic movement at its core. I'm an evangelist uh, at my, in my heart, and that's what I want to see. I want to see people, uh, young people, every people, come to know Jesus, move from death to life, and come to know about Jesus' death and resurrection and what he's done for them. So for us, that's the aim, and we're also seeing this generation that rise up that are bridging the East and the West together. So like me, I sound, I sound Aussie, as you can tell, but I'm let me assure you, I look Asian, so that's, what, that's why, where I'm at. And tell us a bit of your faith story. How did you come to Christ? Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up, actually, with um, uh, parents who became Christians just at the time I was born, actually. They, uh, they, they have a Buddhist background themselves, uh, like many Asians do. But I met Jesus Christ by, at, a, at a, a rally where the preacher was a very little-known guy named Billy Graham. <laughs> and uh, he... Um, he preached Jesus, you know, that's what Billy Graham did, and I'm so thankful for that. I feel like, um, I mean, he's my hero, really, not, not just that my parents came to know Jesus during one of his rallies, but um, for me, someone who was sold out for Jesus like that and has such a generational and worldwide impact for me is something inspiring. And so, so, so my parents actually became Christians just at that time, and I then had the, I guess, the honor of growing up, living in a way, in a way that I just, I never didn't, I never had a moment where I didn't know about Jesus. But there were significant moments along the way, like every young person, I think, has, whether they're in a Christian home or not, where they, they meet Jesus, and Jesus, or just should I say Jesus meets them, and, and what he's done for them becomes crystal clear. And so that happened to me uh, at numerous points in time. 
Now, mate, uh, we're going to get to your TV program on SBS in a moment that you're featured in, but tell us what you're doing in Hawaii right now. Man, I am, well, I'm technically on holidays, man. So, you know, there's not many people I would break the holiday for, but Matt Prater, he walks straight through the front door and says, hey, holidays doesn't, holidays from holiday. We're having a radio interview. And I'm like, yes, we are. Oh, so, um, we're, we're, we're on holidays here. We're having a good time. Although we're also um, connecting up with um, some ministry friends. Well, I guess like they're friends now. I didn't know them up till 48 hours ago when I, when I arrived here. But um, we've, 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 we're in a place called Kona in Hawaii. We've dropped into – I've had nothing to do with this movement ever before, but um, the YWAM guys, apparently they've got a big base here, um, youth with a mission. And so I've connected in with these guys, and they're great. They're, they're looking after us and giving us a tour of the facilities and, um, and, uh, and sort of catching their heartbeat. So we've just met some incredible people here. And so we're starting to realize that there's maybe a little bit more to holiday then God, that God has in store for us here. It's mm, wonderful. And you know they call it YWAM Youth with a Mission, but other people call yeah. it Youth Without Any Money. That's the other acronym for it. <laughs> no, mate. You know what? I'm seeing a lot of um, I, I just They just offered me lunch, and I just felt so bad. You know, like I was just like, man, you guys, you guys, they're all wearing sandals and thongs, and I think it's probably just the beach, but I like to pretend it's because they're poor. But, uh, no, <laughs> they're amazing. They, 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 the young people here are ridiculous. Like they, they're giving up. This is the stuff of dreams for me, mate. Like, Young people here from every nation just giving up their time and, and life and energy just to just for the gospel. They don't care. They just they just live well, I guess like with a mission, that's what it is, and that's what we're trying to do. Something similar to Rice. I mean our movements are, you know, different of course, but um but that's what I want. I want to see a generation of young people just sold out for Jesus like this they just don't care about anything else, you know, and um, I love it. So yeah, that's so good, mate. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful you've uh, joined us in the middle of your holiday, and uh, we're, we're really blessed to have you for the next hour. If people do want to call through and ask a question, Steve Chong from the Rice Movement is our guest. We'll be opening the phone lines shortly. Uh, the other time we've had you on the radio was when you had just come back from a trip uh, with, I think it was with Bill Biddle, uh, when he was with Open Doors at the time. Tell us about that trip you went on. Yeah, that's right. We went with, um, open doors and, um, that was an extraordinary trip. That was a moment where, where we, I think we started to get a feel for, I guess, in, in some way, what these young people that I'm seeing here at this YWAM base or what the rice people are, we're hoping for rice people to do. We should just take a step of faith into the unknown. And boy, that was a big unknown for us, man. That was like hopping on a plane to a place that was 10, 10 kilometers outside of ISIS headquarters back when, when, um, in Iraq, uh, you know, two or two or so years ago, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, still is not, not great, but it's, um, much better now. And, uh, we went there, we heard, you know, two bombs go off in the space of 10 minutes at one point, And we were there just doing whatever we could to be exposed to what God is doing in these kind of parts of the world with the persecuted church. And man, I, I've never seen anything like that. Like we, we thought we were going to go there to help them, but man, we came away and they, they blessed us. They changed our. I, man, you know what, mate? I just can't. I, I'm not going to dial it down. Our life's never been the same since that trip. And now I think I know what knows what it means. Know what it means to leave our four kids behind and just to hop on that plane. We got four little kids. Wrote their wills. Did all that kind of stuff. Hopped on the plane. Went over there. And mate, we saw people whose faith is so alive for Jesus in such circumstances that I just realised, man, we. We got it wrong. We don't. We, 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 in so many ways, we're we're a sleepy church, which is what they call us over there, and they were concerned for us because they wanted us to step up and wake up. You know, one of the guys that I'll never forget said that for him um, uh, before he, before ISIS came, he was a Sunday Christian, just a Sunday goer. But after ISIS came, he said uh, he said his faith became alive in Jesus, and so he's, he said so 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 for him, ISIS is a gift. I don't know how you say that. But I guess you can only say that kind of thing if your life is entirely, your highest priority, your highest goal, your highest riches 
is actually in living all out for Jesus. So whatever that takes, even if it's persecution. So I'm all up for that. And I'm, that faith stepping stuff is what I believe is um, what a young, the next generation needs to do for such a time as this. And God's moving around the world right now. It's ready for young people. If you're a listener right now and you know you're a young person or know a young person out there, go and encourage them. And if you're a young person, step up. It's time. It's time for you to take steps of faith towards Jesus. Come on, brother. That's good news. And uh, I, I remember interviewing you after that trip and uh, talking to Bill Biddle and some of the guys from Open Doors. Uh, it really does make us in the West realize that we are a sleepy church. We are lukewarm. We are apathetic. And we need to come alive like our brothers have had. They've had to come alive in the Middle East. You know, they've had to come alive in China. Uh, they've had to come alive around the world. And, uh, you know, they get persecuted and they grow. They get persecuted and they grow. Um, and, you know, I think we're coming into a season of persecution in the West as well, uh, in, in other ways, you know. Um, wow. Absolutely. I believe that's what's happening. And, um, in fact, if, if you want me to be so bold, I hope I don't offend your listeners, but um, in the actual prayer that they've been praying for our for the West, actually, over in Iraq, is that they've been praying that persecution will come, will come, that wasn't yeah. a mistake, will come for the West. Wow. Because they believe that in that, as that happens, that'll wake us up. That's what we need. We need a prod. And I, I really believe that's... Um, that that's on the rise. We can see we're coming to a tipping point in the history of the church where the church needs to work out, do we actually stand for this? We're getting purified by fire as the, as, um, as the, as the media and as culture and secular society shifts and, and changes and takes so much of the, the, the airspace now. It's time for Christians to go, look, what is it that we believe? Are we really we're ready to step up right now? Because now's the time for the church to really sort of go, hey, look, you know what, do we believe in a God who really is in control of everything or not? And um, I guess that's one of the reasons is we're going to start talking about the TV show soon, yeah. that I could sort of step towards that. I know it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, but really um, I'll do whatever I can for the world to know about Jesus so that the world may know is my, is my catch cry. So good, mate. Jesus, really. So good, mate. Now let's talk about uh, SBS TV. So you're on last Wednesday night, and it's on again this Wednesday night, Christians Like Us. It's yeah. like Big Brother. You're all locked in a house together, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they put you Christian in there. Who's a... well, who would have thought? Who would have thought that's a concept? <laughs> I, I, just, I just wonder when we can call up and vote someone off, because there's a couple of people. No, I'm not going to oh, say. Mate, I'm telling you, man. I'm like, where's the voting, mate? I mean, I would have definitely used this phone call for some votes, mate. I'd be like, vote one, Steve. Me... You know what? To be honest, it was so intense. I reckon we all hope would have been hoping to be voted off. <laughs> <laughs> so for those yeah, who haven't Christian, seen it, Big Brother. Who would have thought those those words don't go together, do they, Christian <laughs> Brother? But, you know, it so, was like that. So for those who haven't seen it, uh, it had uh, a, a varied range of Christians in there. So you're in there, Steve. You know, evangelical, spirit filled evangelist. And you did a great job, brother. I'm so proud of you. Uh, oh, there, there thank was a, you, mate. I would have got your vote. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother. Uh, there, there was another pastor in there who I interviewed on Saturday, uh, who does a he feeds the homeless. Um, just trying to remember his name. Yeah, um, Marty. Marty, lovely fellow. I interviewed him on on the radio on Saturday. He's a great bloke. Uh, He's and, a fantastic bloke. And then there was some some interesting blends. So there was a, a girl from Brisbane who's a Mormon. Uh, there was a uh, a lady who is a. Uh, uh, uniting church minister who's very pro same sex marriage and obviously very liberal and left in her beliefs. Uh, there's a lady who's an abortionist, a gynecologist who's performed abortions. Uh, there was a Sydney Anglican lady. Uh, she was a lovely lady. What was her name? I'm trying to remember her name. Her name's Asumta. Asumta. Asumta lovely girl. That's a very biblical name, Asumta. isn't it? Too? Uh, it's, it is. Yeah, so, and, and they all put you all together. And last week, the big topics were same-sex marriage and abuse. And, and there was a guy in the, in the house that had been abused by a priest who is now oh, what he'd call himself an agnostic, I'd say. Um, 
yeah, heartbreaking yeah, his story. Tell us, yeah, tell us yeah. a bit about how did you how did you get involved in this, mate? You know what? I mean, um, SBS just uh, and the production company that was working for SBS just contacted me literally um, on Facebook. I think it was, and uh, they said they'd like to talk. And I was just, you know, I, I couldn't think of anything. I'd like to do least to be less to be honest. I mean, like I, I think I think you know when I'm weighing up getting on a plane to ten kilometres outside of ISIS and this thing, I'm pretty sure they're coming out pretty even. Or maybe the ISIS <laughs> ones are looking a bit looking a bit better because I just thought, what's it? Why would you do that? You know, like you're at the mercy of the editors. They're going to do whatever they want um, to chop and change, and um, it's just their job, I guess. So they have to. And mm. um, and you know, um, you've got no idea what's going to be like. But you know, honestly, even that was a big faith jump. It, it I guess, things like that. Trip to Iraq. I know it sounds ridiculous comparing the two, but but they, it really was like a faith jump for me, and mm. um, this is sort of stepping towards what what you know what God might do with it, and what God might use it for for the gospel. And so they just contacted me out of the blue, and I said no way, uh, basically. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, no way. <laughs> At one point, I remember being on the speakerphone, <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I'm out. And, I, and Naomi was sitting next to me, my wife. And she's like, yeah, good, say no. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. Sorry, guys. And they said, they said, um, well, would your wife do it? And Naomi's like, no, say yes. <laughs> you, you take it. <laughs> and I was like, because I mean, no one wants to do this kind of thing. But I, I talked to some, some key advisors in my life and some key people who have done a fair bit with the media, um, like John Dixon, a few others, and some key pastors over my life and, um, and who I respect. And I said, look, what do you think? And all of them said yes. Mm. Um, and I think they, you know, they did that because they said it would be important to have your voice represent our voice actually represented, uh, Bible believing, um, evangelical Christianity and also, um, Asians. I think it's very important. It's Asia's time. I'm, I'm really happy that uh, to represent that. So I went on there and, um, was it hard? Yes. Was it harder than I thought? Yes. And do I regret doing it? Mm, no, <laughs> I think on the whole, no, but I, I'm, I'm line bore. I, I have run away to Hawaii during the time of screening, but that's, not, that's an accident. <laughs> so, Steve, let's continue our conversation about the program. I watched it last Wednesday night and just was praying for you the whole time, even though it was pre-recorded. Uh, but, uh, mate, they, they tackled a couple of big conversations, uh, big hot topics, same-sex marriage and child abuse in the church last week, and obviously they edited it a lot. Uh, tell us about how you handled those conversations, because we need to speak in love when we speak to people that we disagree with, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think for me that that, that, that was my one of my big aims. I mean, my, my biggest aim coming to the house was to have an opportunity to to speak about Jesus, so that people who are watching can can come to know Him. I mean, that's was my ultimate aim. That's, uh, another aim, though, is how do I, I guess, connected to that is how do we do that? And for me, the the prayer that Jesus prays in John chapter seventeen is crucial. Um, his prayer for the disciples, for, and, and which you know went on to birth the church, um, was that his prayer was his last prayer for them uh, was that they would be one, just as Jesus, he and the Father are one. Yeah. Jesus prayed, which is pretty one if you want to think about the, well, the most one thing on in the universe, really, uh, between in the Trinity. He wants he wants that kind of oneness to be amongst the believers, um, so that the world may know. So for me, it was all about. How do we how do we foster uh, in this sinful, broken world? So we're never going to be able to do it perfectly like the Father and the Son do. But how are we going to do our best to work out that we can actually have um, some resemblance of unity? I don't want to have a big fist fight on the first. <laughs> thank yeah. the Lord we didn't. Although it did get it very intense, as you've seen it on the very first dinner. But but what what I was my, my the speech if you watch the episode, I guess the, my my opening speech or the or the speech that they kind of 
uh, kept in there anyway, was, was me saying that we've got to work out a way, I can't remember exactly how I said it, but um, we've, got, we've got to work out a way that as Christians we can disagree with each other and still have, um, and still, and still, still love. And yeah. we've lost the art, I think I said, of disagreeing well. And I think that's one of the things that the world looks at the church sometimes and goes, I don't get how you guys just all, you seem like you're, you're talking about love, but you seem like you hate each other. And I think one of the problems is we haven't found a way to be able to, um, to, to a language, to be able to speak. You know, it's almost like, are you on my side or against me? We're already kind of up like that. With, and I, and I, my, my hope was to get in that house and to, to talk about significant issues that I, that I will feel very strongly about disagreeing with others on, but still be able to say, look, my front foot is love. And, and a testimony to that actually is how, how well after the program, I, I, guess, I guess the testimony would be that when the program, when the filming's finished in that house, you know, would we still be in contact? Would we still show love? And I'm really glad to, to say that there are a number of the housemates who I, who I disagree with strongly who are, you know, we're going to catch up for a, you know, for a, for a drink or whatever it is and mm. still be able to, to, to share that. So I hope that answers your question. It's not, yeah, no, that's and, good. And Christians out there trying to work out which hills do we have to die on and which night and which ones can we converse and feel strongly about but still um, make sure we love. So mm. that's, that was the plan. Very good. Now, if anyone would like to join the conversation, call now, 1-800-316-316. Now, one of the guys that was quite controversial in the house was a former uh, Baptist who used to be the lead singer of a Christian band called Iron and Clay. Now, Iron and Clay are a massive Christian band that have toured all around Australia. Um, and this, this young guy is now um, practicing homosexual and uh, still has a belief in God, but is obviously very uh, and and he's he had an agenda in the house. He wanted to promote his views and beliefs, and that was kind of how the show really got heated around that discussion table. How did you get on with with that guy? Did you guys have some good conversations? Well, we sure had some great conversations. Um, I had great conversations with Chris. He um, he was my roomie. So um, me and Daniel, the Egyptian Coptic Catholic young guy. We, we shared a room together, mm-hmm. so we had to have um, plenty of times where we could have chats. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't say off-air, but they weren't, there was never an off-air moment. They were always audioed up um, with, and with cameras around. But at the same time, I, I really felt like, um, um, you know, that, that, I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, I, he, I, I, um, he knows that I disagree with um, his position mm-hmm. uh, on this very, very um, controversial and, and tough issue, but I, I believe that if we are... Uh, to look carefully at um, what the Bible says um, and what Jesus says, that I think it's very clear mm. uh, for me on the issue of homosexuality. Mm. Um, and but that doesn't stop me remotely in um, in loving. Loving doesn't collapse into the word acceptance. They're, they're actually very different words. And um, for me, we had some great times. And Chris is actually the person I was referring to just then. We we both agreed that we're going to go out and have a drink and chat. You know, like it's not he's not my you know. We, we don't run in circles that it would be similar to each other uh, in any way, and in many ways for, for Chris because he's been he's been badly hurt um, by what he has told. I'm just going with his what yeah. he told me, which is just the way he, it was handled for him when when people were um, I guess handling this issue. And so for me, I, I you know I represent for Chris in many ways. I guess the person that you know, an evangelical youth pastor, I guess, mm. is, is the kind of person that he just rejects because of that whole time for him and so I, I know that i bring baggage for him i know that i bring i i cause reaction for him that's um you know that 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 opens up old wounds and hurts yeah, and so I, yeah. i'm totally aware of that and i was aware of that in the house uh, and so i i you know i like chris we got to a really good place by the end of it yeah um where we were able to talk and um and have a bit and have a good chat 
about how we feel about each other and um, it was great. You know, That's so, good, mate. Well, um, I'm glad you, you were able yeah. to connect with him and, and, you know, because I'm sure the producers would have loved to have seen, you know, a lot of hate speech and, you know, you know, uh, Marty, I think, was saying that he, he gets labelled a homophobe and a bigot because of his beliefs, you know. And the reality is, um, you know, we need to have a rational, loving, biblical conversation around that topic. And uh, I saw you reaching out and chatting to him in that way a little bit, and I'm glad you're going to connect with him. And we need to pray for him, pray for everyone in that in that house. Um, the, the reality is I've interviewed a number of people who are now ex-gay, you know, some who are now married and have kids, you know, and, and you'll never hear about that in the secular media, that, that there's a possibility for a life to be transformed, and that's an ongoing conversation. Hey, we do have a caller on the line, Steve. We've got uh, Richard from Alstonville. G'day, Richard. Have you got a question or a comment for Steve? Uh, just a question. How you going? Hey, mate. Um, uh, Steve, I was just um, hey, wondering, how do you normally approach it with um, more traditional Christians when you come to the the more what you call secular humanistic type um, issues like um, homosexuality and all that sort of stuff with talking with Anglicans and Catholics in yeah that general context. What are your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, just checking the question there. We're just basically, how how do I go when it when it comes to thinking about this issue when it comes to dealing with traditionals, more traditional? Yeah, well, well, when when you're um, yeah. evangelising and and talking to these people, and um, you, you know, you're coming against que- questions, and in the Bible, we know as certain things to be, you know, homosexuality or whatever you call it as sin, um, and you know, there's the Anglicans and Catholics that believe no, it's not sin. We can accept it within the in the context. How how do you, when you're talking to them, approach that? Just straight with the Bible, or would, or would you come, you know, try and with a more sensitive or loving? You know, how would you exactly would you approach that? Yeah, that's a really good question, um, Richard. I, for, for me, I, I firstly, I, I think I don't think it's um, you know all Anglicans, all Catholics think the same, but I, I get what you're saying. You know. For me, I, I, I just want to keep coming back to the Bible. So I, I know that sounds like a pat answer, but really it is, for me, the truth. And so whatever I can do is I, I try and appeal to that common ground. So I'm really hopeful. It's when I'm speaking to someone, you know, um, who, and, and there were uh, one or so people in the house or two that, that actually didn't even have the Bible as a basis for any sort of discussion. So it's very, very difficult in that place. But if you've got the Bible as a, as a place with a discussion, a common ground, then I think we can go to the text and we can start seeing what's in there. So what I do is generally is I, I speak about that. The second thing I do is uh, when I'm evangelizing and speaking about these things is I don't target those, those issues in the sense that I'm, ha- I'm more than happy to be strong about them. I'm more than happy to speak about those issues. But I, I don't feel the need to, 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 to highlight that sin any more so than all the sins that I have, um, that, you know, the big log that's in my eye. So, um, so for me, I think it's about, it's about working out how to, to hold, the, hold my own, but recognizing that when it comes to, say, even sexual orientation uh, and, and sort of, um, you know, sexual sin, I, I think that the, the problem is that when we focus so much on, on, this, on, the, on the gay thing, on, the, on that kind of stuff, what we've got to realize is that actually, whether you're straight or not, everyone's got bent sexuality because of sin, we're, we've all got stuff, you know, whether it's you know, to do with the porn industry or to do with, um, you know, uh, adultery or whatever. We've all got stuff that lends us towards that. So we need to speak to all of that at the same time. Does that make some sense? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good on you, Richard. Thanks so much for your call, mate. God bless. Thank you. Bye. And also joining us on the line is Ryan from the Gold Coast. Hey, Ryan, you got a question or comment for Steve? Hey, how you going? Hey, Steve, how are you? 
Hey, I'm doing well. What's your name, sir? My name's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, um, I'm just curious Go ahead. when you are in Brisbane next. When are you in Brisbane that, next? Ryan? When am I in Brisbane next? Well, that's a good question. Well, I am in Hawaii, so um, you know, I'm kind of at the moment. I'm I'm upgrading. I think even from Brisbane, would you say? Although I do miss a good a good bit of uh, Brisbane Gold Coast Beach. I really have to be there soon. Um, in fact, in fact, there's a, there's a few rumours around that um, that I might be able to pop, be popping back up there um, in just the next couple of months or so. So I'm hopeful to do that. Um, there's a significant Asian Australian population in Brisbane, as you know, and um, I'm keen to connect and see what God is doing amongst that. Uh, amongst that group. I also um, often, once a year, tend to speak at um, a, a church called Liberty Church in Gold Coast. And so um, uh, and um, Pastor Adam Ramsey and the crew there are doing a fantastic job. So I love doing that as well. So I, I, I'm very keen to get back up. So um, if you've got any ideas, mate, I'm, any chance to get to the beach, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Awesome. Nah. Good on you, Ryan. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Ryan. Hit me up next time when, we're, when I'm up. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's gone. Either he's gone or he's in a truck and he's reversing. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. What a great I, question, man. I'm a, I, went from, I went from dealing with homosexuality to when you come into Brisbane. Yeah, mate. that's I, it, mate. You, this can go anywhere. <laughs> so we're about to go to the news in a moment, but I just wanted to mention yeah. that, hey, mate, I'd love to have you at my church in Brizzy, and we'd love to have you in here at Vision Radio. So we'll try and make that happen oh, at some man. stage. 100%, <laughs> man. I'm in. Count now, in. Come in. Uh, now, Steve. Uh, before we take some calls, uh, I understand that this week there's a real focus on abortion, and that's a big part of the discussion this week. Is that uh, a bit of a hot topic that uh, you guys discussed in the house? Yeah, it's a huge topic, actually, Matt. And um, this this episode, we haven't seen it, but this episode is going to be um, definitely focused in on that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also going to focus in a little bit about the future face of Christianity as they will be um, coming to visit the rice movement, actually. So a couple of things there that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely um, uh, believe that abortion is, is not part of God's plan. So um, mm-hmm. uh, for me, you look out for a moment that hopefully will make the edit. Who knows where I, um, where I just uh, read Psalm 139, which is where I believe is God's answer on, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be at Rice Room and I'm sure they're going to, they've asked us to, they asked us for to make sure that there's lots of lights and sound and jumping around. So we normally have an acoustic set that night, but we put that on for them. So I'll be plenty of that. But, um, in the end, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure whether they'll make the cut, but I, I spoke a, a, a talk right on Jesus and mentioned John 3.16. And, um, I'm hopeful that some of that comes out, not just all the, not just all the joy and dancing, which is part of our movement too. Good on you, brother. I'm glad to hear you preaching the gospel. Let's hope that they that doesn't end up on the, the editing floor. Uh, and, the, of course, it's Wednesday night at 8.30, uh, very controversial program. Now, uh, in the last hour, we were chatting a little bit about a guy in the house who used to be Baptist, now living as a homosexual, used to be the lead singer of a Christian band called Iron and Clay, and uh been interesting uh, to see um, the uh, the feedback after his uh, comments on the program, and obviously same-sex marriage has been a big hot topic that was discussed on the program last week. We do have a couple of callers. We've got uh, one Vision family member here who wants to remain anonymous. You've got a bit of a testimony for us. Would you like to share? Yes, yes. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Hi, Steve. Speaking on the topics of um, the gay lifestyle and homosexuality and all of that, I am a born-again Christian, and I read my four children in the Lord, my husband and I, until he passed. Many years later, my daughter, who's now an adult, I knew that she was gay. Her brothers and sisters knew that gay. 
a longer story short, when she sat with me one morning and she said, I have to tell you something, Mum, but I can't because it's going to destroy our family. It's going to destroy everything that you believe. You will hate me and blah, blah, blah. And she just broke down and cried. I knew what she wanted to say. And I said to her, look, just say it. The moment you say it and put it out there, you'll be fine. It was like I knew she just had to let it come out. It wasn't about me agreeing with her. It wasn't about me telling her it was wrong. Because she knew all of this, you see. She knows God. She knows. I just believe she needed to confess it for herself so that God can begin to do whatever God is going to do in her life to bring him back to herself. So she said it. We broke down. We cried. The next step for her was she wanted to tell her siblings. That took a while, but she did. We still love her. We have struggled with her lifestyle, but we've never abandoned her. I never have, because God will never abandon any of us. So for me, I have tried to show more love and speak more about God's love when she wants to sit and talk about God or the situation with what's happening within the homosexual world, with all the gay rights, especially now. We have an awesome, awesome conversation. And it's always about God. God just blows my mind. He says, train the child up in the way he should go. It will not depart from them. And I'm holding on to that. I'm allowing God to bring him, her back to him. But through God's love and mercy and forgiveness for me and my sins, I mean, we all do something within the day, be it a thought, be it an action. Sin is sin, yes. And yes, there are things we must confront. Yes, there are things we must do. Many people have asked me, how do I cope? How can I deal with this? And I simply say, she's an adult. She made a choice. I don't agree with her choice. She knows that. I don't agree with her sexual preference. She knows why. And because of the honesty, we can still love each other. And I can still love it. I don't know how I'm managing to do this. I can only say it's God. And I just wanted to share that. that mm. God will show us the way. And yes, we do have to confront sin. Yes, and we do talk about it, but I think it's given us a great platform, uh, not because she's in the situation, but because it's out in the light, if you know what I mean, yeah. because she came out, I do. Yes. and that allowed us to not live in darkness. It is in the light. No, she doesn't throw it in front of us. We have asked her in certain situations, could she restrain from <laughs> physical contact with her partner in front of us because it's uh, difficult to deal with. You know where I'm coming mm, from? Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank you for being so honest and sharing your story. Steve, thoughts or comments on that, mate? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Um, I don't know your name, of course, my, but my beautiful sister, I just want to say you, you really warmed my heart. I think you've done such a, I mean, you've struggled. I can hear the pain through this process. And I want to say to you, first of all, I want to encourage you in front of all the listeners nationwide. And so that you've done what I think is just a beautiful example of showing how you can have, uh, you can love, but also disagree at the same time. And, and, and more so, so close to home being your, um, your own family. And I want to say to you that I, I think you just um, have done an incredible job in, in mothering through this situation and um and i believe there'd be other mums and dads out there who are listening and 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 feeling drawn into the same story mm-hmm. and situation i want to encourage you in this because i really do believe that 
um, that one of the most important things to do is, is always just to keep loving and continually, continually sharing the gospel of grace and remembering that there's no greater sin than any other. I've got four little kids, four little sinners, I sometimes say, right? And, uh, of course, and, and, of course, God sees all those things the same. And, and, and I'm constantly trying to work out how to have that conversation. And I don't want it to be in a place where they are so scared of me that they don't, are not willing to bring their sins towards me. That would be me not reflecting the Father's love, right? Imagine if we were so scared to come to our Father with our sins that we, we're so scared of what He'd say, but we bring them to Him, um, uh, seeking and wanting um, forgiveness and to talk mm-hmm. to Him about it. And I think what you've been able to do is to be able to do that. And I want you to know that, that, that your hope in God for her future um, is something that to, to cling on to. You know, I, mm. I think that's an incredible way to, that you're saying that. What I'm just using your words there that you you know you're believing for God to to um, to turn that situation around. Uh, and I just want to encourage you that, that that Jesus loves your daughter so much, and He wants to give her um, His best, which is. Um, in the end, obedience and submission to his way. Mm. And so I want to encourage you um, in this, guys, and, and tell you that, um, in fact, I, I know, Matt, this may be not the right thing to do on, on a radio station, but if you could just give me five seconds or ten, I'd just like to pray for my sister and all those out there in the situation um, and also for her daughter. Is that okay, mate? Yeah, go for it, brother. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm just going to do that right now. Um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this beautiful sister of mine. And she's just been so brave to come out on, on, on um, national radio and just to speak about her struggle with this lord god i pray for her and all mothers and fathers out there dealing with the situation and i pray for a deep trust in you god and a deep trust that even the things that they can't see that you are doing things beyond that what they can even see and i pray lord god for um not just um this beautiful daughter of hers uh but um others out there as well um, who are in this situation, I pray, Lord God, that they would, um, as you work by your Holy Spirit, that you would not let them be pushed away by um, ugliness and horrible ways that the church speaks to them. But I pray, Lord God, that you would please help them in your way by your Spirit to draw them into in line with Jesus' will and put their uh, and submit everything, including their sexuality, uh, as, as we all have to do with all sorts of sins, under mm-hmm. you, Jesus. And so, Lord God, I pray for your blessing over this family, this beautiful sister, in Jesus' name. And everyone right out there who is listening right now, if you're, if you're there, just say an amen, even out amen. loud, I don't care where you are, because you need to pray for this kind of uh, amazing sister and other mums and dads out there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. God bless you. Thank you, Steve. Whew. Bless you. Steve, uh, it hasn't happened many times over the years, but you've just made me cry on the radio, live on the radio today, mate. Oh, come on, brother. What's, what's going on here? Mate, I'm feeling it too, mate. Oh, come on, mate. It's God by his Holy Spirit working. That, that lovely lady, her job was to, by God, was to come on today. And there's other people listening right now. Mm. I know you're out there listening right now, and you're, that's hitting you like a ton of bricks. And um, you need to just trust deeper in God today. Trust yeah. in his plan. Um, he, he loves your child more than you love your child. Yeah. And so he's on it. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, if anyone else wants to join the conversation, call through on 1-800-316-316. And we've got George, who is a first-time listener, who's uh, on the road between Sydney and Melbourne, came across Vision Radio. Hey, mate, you got a question or a comment for Steve? Yeah, g'day, uh, g'day Steve. This is uh, George, peace and grace from MBM in uh, Rudy Hill in Sydney. <laughs> Come on, George. Uh, just, uh, uh, look, I've, um, I was listening on the way from Sydney to Melbourne last night and that young gentleman who's homosexual claims to be a Christian was on SBS radio being interviewed and he said after, uh, in the interview, that he said after that, uh, that experience with all these people in the house together that he will no longer go to church anymore. He will not uh, seek fellowship. What happened? Is he, uh, 
has he hardened his heart further? Like maybe now he won't meet with Christians at all anymore. Yeah, sure. I just want to check. We're talking about Chris, the the yes, that's the, right, Chris. The guy I didn't say it, yeah. Yeah, he said he said he'll yeah, yeah, definitely. That's his, uh, definitely. That's I mean, that's a really hard. Yeah, look, you know, that's a really hard situation. That one, and um, you know what? You know, I want to start first by saying I, I partly understand um, Chris's position there. Um, he's been hurt, and there's no doubt about it. In our late night chats and whatnot, I know he's been hurt, and um, and the, 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 and the church for him represents a, a place of hurt. Even when we, um, and I don't want to give away too much of the show next week, but even when they come to visit the rice movement, I believe that. Well, from, from, I don't know what, what they're going to show, but I believe that um, for Chris to even come along to that was a very brave thing, and I don't think he lasted out the whole night. Um, but, 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 but for him, he's, he's decided, and he's joined up his hurt with, um, uh, and, and with church, and also his hurt with God. And I, unfortunately, I just want to, um, you know, I want to, if that's true that you've heard that Chris has said on some other media thing somewhere that he doesn't want to have anything to do with the church, um, I want to say to you, say a couple of things first. You know, um, um, that's partly, firstly, I want to say that's understandable to you, Chris. Chris, if you're listening, mate, I'm just going to speak to you, mate. If you're listening, Chris, that's totally understandable. And you know I get you and I love you. And I want to say to you, man, my door is always open. You are never going to see a shut door ever from me. Now I'm going to cry, bro. But uh, you are never going to see, sorry, Matt. Give me a second. You're never going to see a shut door from me, uh, with you or any of your friends. Uh, that, that door is wide open. And, um, and, and I'm here to love on you. And I really hope that God will bring, and he, bring you back and heal those hurts. And I believe that a day will come. I, I know you may not agree with me, buddy, but I believe a day will come when, when, when those, heal, those wounds will be healed and you'll be able to come and be in Christian community um, again. And I wanted to say, um, to, to, to say mate, that um, my door's always open. And, and I know that when Chris has said that kind of thing, it may be organized church that he's got an issue with. He's more than willing to meet with me, as he said. But, um, bro, um, I, I want to say to you, firstly, the church sucks sometimes, man. It's really done some things in a way that are very, very hurtful and, uh, and not tactful in any way. But I tell you, there's some, a lot of good there, and don't write us all off yet. But definitely, whatever you do, do not write Jesus off, buddy, because um, yeah, Jesus, this, what Jesus does, he, he, I mean, my door is open, but, man, nothing on Jesus' door. His door is wide open for you, yeah. brother. So I um, yeah, no, uh, love you, mate. So that's what I think. Uh, just, just in regards to that, like in the sense of... Um wondering whether the church hasn't been doing enough of being firm about what the scripture teaches and therefore everybody's joined us and everybody like I think we've widened the the, the way to uh, to Jesus uh, um, when the road is actually quite narrow and the gate is actually quite narrow uh, have we as a church do you think have uh, broadened the road and just allowed everybody to come in? And now that we're sort of going back to our roots in the sense of being uh, orthodox Christianity, like going back to the scriptures, are we finding now people going, well, in that case, I'm out of here? Um, is, it, is it a good thing? First question is, is it a good thing that, uh, that people are actually saying, well, there's too much heat in the kitchen now. It's um, time for me to move on. There's lots of persecution of, of uh, the Christian views and... Is it, is it a cleaning out of the church, do you think, this whole pressure from the world um, and the, you know, yeah, on yeah, the church I you, George. what it believes think... in regards to homosexuality? Yeah, thanks, George, for the question. I, I, I think that um, what I want to do is I want to answer that, but I want to, I want to take that, that question away from the, um, the conversation I've just talked about with Chris, if that's okay. So I'm going to sort of discontinue it from that because I don't want to be focusing in particularly just on sexuality and I want to make sure that I'm not um, adding to further hurt. But what I want to do say, what I do want to say is I do think in some, in some sense you're right. That is that 
the church um, is, I believe, going through some sort of um, you know, like a, a very significant um, purification process in light of what I believe is what, um, what we're going to see is um, what, you know, some of the greatest um, evangelistic revival work that we start to see around the world. And what's happening is people are coming back to the Scriptures and they are deciding to look in there and they're realizing that that is the word of truth and in there is unashamedly what it looks like to be a Christian. And I, I'm not going to say it's great. I don't, want pe- I, don't want, I don't want people to be falling off the perch and saying, look, I don't want to be part of this. But I do believe that what we've got to come back to is not any label. Not, I don't even want people to come back to, you know, um, uh, Reformed or Orthodox or Catholic or Anglican or Charismatic. Or, I, I don't really care about the labels. What I want to do is I want people to come back towards Jesus and His ways, which are stated clearly in His Word. And I believe that as that happens, we're going to see um, the church rise up. And yes, persecution is coming uh, higher and higher. Tolerance for the gospel is getting lower uh, and lower. And in that time, our boldness of faith needs to go higher and higher uh, at a rate that's quicker than the um, persecution rises. So that's what I'm hoping for and longing for. So thanks for the question. Yeah, no, nah, thanks, uh, thanks, Steve, and uh, God bless. Amen and amen for that. Come on, George. Thank amen. you, George. God bless you, mate. Steve, we do have one more caller, but before we go to that caller, we've got to make sure we do give a plug to your website and your Instagram. How do people find you online? Yeah, sure. There's a Rice Movement website, but um, ideally, um, you know, if you want to connect with me personally, you can do so by following me on Facebook or um, ideally Instagram, which is um, at steve.chong. But also follow the Rice Movement stuff. We've got Rice Movement Instagram and Rice Movement and Rice Valley stuff on Facebook. We'd love you to connect with us because we believe God is doing a significant work amongst the Asians outside of Asia right now through our movement for the gospel to go out. And so we'd love you to tra- travel with us, whether you're Asian or not. We want you cheering us on and um, getting behind us and um, d- donating to the ministry if you want, uh, praying for the ministry covering us. We'd very much love that. So thank you. Wonderful, mate. And uh, I'm a big fan. I, I remember meeting you briefly in uh, Melbourne when you were taking a team out on the streets doing evangelism and uh, catching up with you briefly there. And, you know, we've had you on the radio here before. Um, let's uh, not be strangers, brother. Let's make sure make sure we get you back on the radio again. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm so keen. If I made Matt pray to cry, I'm... I'm, I'm I've, I've now make it, made it to Radio Hall of Fame, mate, so let's, um, let's go do it again. You have to bring a tissue box next time, Matt. Absolutely, brother. No, I just loved, uh, for those who've just tuned in, uh, Steve prayed for a, a dear sister in the Lord whose, whose daughter is uh, struggling with homosexuality, prayed for her before on the radio, and it was just a powerful moment. And uh, I just love the ministry that we have here at Vision Radio where we can do that on the radio. It's so good. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.com. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.